and welcome to episode 22 of the Bowser Museums podcast. This episode is called Service Please and is all about the Bowser British Cooperative Society. So this podcast actually started life as a video which featured in an exhibition all about the co-op in Experience Bowser back in 2015, but we thought that it worked just as well as a podcast. In the next 15 minutes or so, there's going to be lots of memories shared about the co-op. Please feel free to share your memories too with us. Um, if you head to our social media channels on Bowser Museums on Twitter and Facebook, we'd like to hear from you too. Dividend was a profit sharing scheme. If the co-op made a profit over the year, that profit was then shared out between the shareholders and you could get back uh, a dividend of how much you'd paid in the pound. Sometimes two shillings in pound, sometimes one and six in pound. And you would get that back on what you'd spent over the previous year. Well, my mother, she couldn't, she couldn't wait for that because we were poor, and uh, it were, it were a nice gift back. Like, so they always look forward to that, and then have a little spend, uh, maybe at Whitson Tide, buy us some clothes and things like that. Yeah, so that was a big, a big spending time. You know, people used to save the divvy, and then buy uh, wallpaper and paint with what they got. People in Barnsley went on holiday, and I'm not sure whether it was the second or the third week in August. We used to go to Scarborough, we used to go. through war we didn't because uh, we couldn't afford it so we used to go visit my grandma at Bradford. <laughs> but the court did well because of the divvy. Big thing was divvy day. Uh, it was vital to a lot of families, vital. People would feel more committed to shopping there wouldn't they because they were getting the divvy so to speak. Um, and they were actually part of it. They, they, they owned a little piece. There were, used to be some arguments because if people hadn't paid the back of the book, it used to be stopped out of the divvy to balance for that six month. <laughs> yeah, finished school Friday, Friday night. I got the job at I was a British Cooperative Society and I started on the Monday morning. I worked in the decorating department in New Street. I commenced my career at the One World Main grocery branch of the Barnsley British Cooperative Society in January 1951. I, yes, I worked from, for the co-op from being 15 year old to 26, 27. I drove the lorries on what was the traffic department uh, on the Perseverance Estate. Yes, I used to work at Thornton Road at Kendry. Yeah. If you left school at 14, then the boys went in the pit and the girls went to the co-op. And if you stayed on till you were 16, then you had a good chance of getting a job in the co-op offices. Well, <laughs> you had to uh, leave when you got married. All that experience wasted. I mean, it's a shame that we had to have a war that got people employed, that, that everybody were busy doing war effort. I think that's what they called it, war effort. Oh, if you got a job at court, you got you cracked it. Yeah. Oh, it was great. Everyone was friendly. Enjoyed my work, and I enjoyed all the staff. It was lovely. It was good. Very, very good. Whatever you get from the co-op, it's fit to put on the table. There wasn't all pre-packed stuff like we have today. Your sugar and your flour would come from the chute 
and it would be in a, the flour in a white bag, the sugar in a blue bag, and then the butter would be, and the lard, etc., was on the counter, and that was all in a tub, and it was taken off if you wanted a half a pound or a pound, uh, whatever it was, and then just wrapped up for you. The butter was interesting, <laughs> because that used to come out of a barrel, so you can imagine the shape. To make people understand today, think of a Terry's orange, and it broke away when you opened it up. That's how the wood dropped away from the butter. But I do remember one day having a half pound on the knife ready to put on the paper, which was greaseproof paper, which you then put the half pound onto the paper, weighed it and then folded it neatly, and then it was stacked ready for selling. But one day I did actually drop the half pound on the manager's shoe. <laughs> he was talking to me and I can see it now, it just sort of slipped off the knife. Uh, a customer once said to me, have you ever done any decorating? And I said, no. And so she said, well, you don't really know what you're talking about then, do you? And so I went home and I said to my mum, can I walk in my bedroom? And she said, yeah. So at least I knew what I was talking about after that. <laughs> Drapery, it, that were very handy, love. Because, uh, as I say, I have a pair of steps in my garage now and they'll be about 65 year old. And I think they were about three pound when we got them. So. I've had my money for that today. And the young ladies always serving you then going one and threepence, two and a penny for three and eleven, etc. as they counted the goods up. As fast as what some ladies pass it through tills these days with bar scanners. Um, just all these girls counting up all the time. It's, it's really busy and they all, they all seem so happy as well. But that's from when I was probably five, six, I remember it mostly. Yes, women talking. You know, not that we do, uh, but yeah, women, you know, look at this, and they've had no bacon, and they haven't had this, and grumbling and moaning as they did. It was, uh, it was quite uh, an event if they had a delivery at the court, and so about six or seven kids from the uh, Edward Street used to gather around and watch them hoist the work and pull the potatoes, sacks of potatoes up. And uh, of course, once they got in, they went into the bins and the chutes. And uh, uh, of course, down in the in the shop, they could just hook them out of the bottom there, and, as and when. I, I remember uh, one woman. I think she was called Bullingham, who used to do a milk round for the corp. And so she had this the, uh, a trolley. Uh, loaded with milk and it's okay well on the level but going uphill or stopping it going downhill uh, I never looked at it very carefully but they didn't seem to have any brakes taking orders out on a horse and cart uh, delivering around the surrounding areas Barnsley used to send a, a flatbed truck through to the villagers. So then when it got to our cooperative, we would load the orders, which were in cardboard boxes, onto the truck. And then we would start the deliveries. I did uh, Wakefield on, uh, on a Friday, and I did uh, 27 drops on a Friday. When we got married, we had to have 
everything from the co-op. I had shoes made at the co-op. Flowers. Flowers got from the co-op. The reception was held in the Arcadian Hall. Yes, probably the most important thing I bought was the engagement ring for the wife, which we bought from the branch in Market Street in Barnsley back in 1962, uh, costing £10, five shillings. I had my reception there. I was married at Walsh, Waltham Dern Church, because my father had a grocery branch there. And I was married there, and then we come through to Barnsley, the Arcadian, to the restaurant. And you went upstairs to the restaurant, which was considered quite grand. They used to have a lovely cafe the restaurant with the ladies in the black and the white things, all things like that, which was very, very nice. That was a treat that we'd do now and again. It was fascinating because as you were eating, you were distracted by all these rather grand ladies walking round in all the garments that were on sale in the co-op drapery. And I can remember the bill being something like £70 for a hundred people. If anybody expressed any interest in a dress, oh, you quite like that one, that blue one that's just gone round there. And somebody would say, oh, just a minute, and get the lady back and say, this lady is slightly interested in that. Would you like to tell her a bit more about it, what it was made of, whether it was wool, cotton or whatever, and what sizes that it came in. And she would come back and have a little chat with you at the... Well, your soup was going cold. <laughs> no. We were too intrigued by the ghost stories. Mmm. Well, under that complex, there's supposed to be a graveyard that's sealed off. And apparently the graves are still down there. Uh, underground they built over the top of it. But as far as I know, they're still there. So there were all sorts of silly stories about, you know, as teenagers, you're a bit wild, aren't you? Uh, so you didn't hang around up there. I think it's still sadly missed, although it's happened as a shop since. You don't get your dividend, do you? I think, as somebody said, that it's uh, a shame that the hierarchy didn't keep abreast of the times and people like Asda, Tesco came along when the co-op had got the staff, the buildings, the purchasing, they'd got everything and they, we were to blame really letting it, as members, letting it go. I think it's missed. The large supermarkets took over didn't they and um, I do believe that certainly my generation still miss the personal touch of the corp. We've gone downhill. And that's sad. That's sad. But the supermarkets eventually it took them over and so uh, that's what killed the cooperative. You know, they didn't sell any rubbish. You met everybody you knew in the corp and always somebody to talk to you know it's it's not in per it's impersonal now it's not got that personal touch i'm sorry that it's all happened because we had a marvelous place in barnsley 
you're just a number and yes, you hopefully get something at the end of it, but it's not personal. No. No, it's just a means to an end, really. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely hate walking around supermarkets. Wooden floors, you know, and, and counters and that. And the wood, the wood were always looked after and, and cleaned and polished and uh, and the food, obviously the dried fruit, bacon, I mean the bacon, I swear he could cut it transparently, that man in the car, but well, well genius he was. Of course um, there are all sorts, but uh, uh, yeah, I guess the coffee. Uh, remember the smells of the biscuits that used to be laid in tins at the sides of the counter, going in there, getting broken biscuits to save again on price, much cheaper than buying full biscuits. You just picked them out by hand out of the tins, weighed them and paid the price. Nothing pre-wrapped on it, no health and safety like there is today, far better. One thing I remember, there was always a chair, if not two, in shop premises, drapery, grocery. There was always a, a chair for the elderly to, to sit down, whereas you don't see that these days. By shopping at the co-op, you thought you were getting something and helping other people to get something. Um, and you felt part of society recovering from the war years. It, it had that feel about it. If we had anything that wasn't from the co-op, then the co-op didn't sell it. All the kids knew their mother's uh, divvy uh, number. And I can still remember my mother's uh, 80594, I mean, it's there. Yes, my mother's was 30.84, and mine was 28651. <laughs> you never forget them. You forget everything else. I forget what I did yesterday or just two minutes ago, but I should never, never forget that. <laughs> and her check number is, is indelible in my brain 52125, which is a palindrome. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the latest Barnsley Museum's podcast. Please continue to share your memories of the court with us by heading to our Facebook and Twitter page at Barnsley Museums. The source will link in the description of, the, of this podcast to the Barnsley Museum's blog site, which is a blog all about the court, including links to our website where you can find more information and images about the various Barnsley cooperative branches. <laughs>